sermon in the series, Expansion, God put that, that word on my heart a while ago. Expansion means mess before the miracle transformation. The reality is, to make it better, I have to make it worse. Some things have to be torn out. Some things have to be destroyed in order to make room or space for what is to come. You may have to dig down deep in order to get the roots out. And the other reality is some people just don't want to do that. We just rather live the way we've always lived, rather stay in the mess we've always been in instead of make a new mess and get better. But sometimes there are foundation issues that have to be dealt with. And God wants us to dig down deep and get to those areas that need to be able to handle the expansion that he wants to bring to us. God really loves you just the way you are. Tell your neighbor that. God loves you just like you are. But he also loves you too much to leave you like that. He loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you just like that. He's got bigger plans for you. He's got greater things for you. Things that will go beyond your, your able ability to, to comprehend. That's the God we serve. And he loves us, but he loves us as he moves us into what he has for us. It takes expansion. Expansion is the action of becoming larger or more extensive. That's the, the definition in the dictionary. It's the action. There's something you got to do to expand. If you just want to sit and do nothing, you'll never expand. Well, you might expand if you just eat. I mean, <laughs> but if you really want to expand in, in, in the life that God has for you, there are things you have to do. There's action you've got to take. We've been looking at, at Jabez. He is an interesting character that just sticks out in the chronological order of things. And and in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, the writer stops for a moment. He's just listing name after name after name after name. And then all of a sudden he comes to Jabez and he says, "Now, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. And so God granted him what he requested. 
And then the writer just keeps naming name after name after name after name. Jabez had a foundation. And your foundation determines the size of your expansion. If you have a very shallow foundation, you can't expand very high. You can't go to new heights. You've got to have some depth in order to have height. Am I right? I mean, it's not like I'm a builder or anything, but I know some builders. I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express. Okay. But I want you to notice something for Jabez. Honor was the foundation that allowed him to expand. And until we live a life of honor, we'll find ourselves unable to expand in the way God wants us to. He's... His name was Jabez. His mother named him that because of the pain that he caused. In fact, she named him pain. And we're not sure why she named him pain. That's not really a good start, right? <laughs> and some of you really haven't had a good start in your life. And I think many times because we haven't had a good start, we just kind of sit down and say, well, that's just the way it is. Jabez wasn't willing to live that way. He called on the God of Israel. Oh, you got to help me here. Because mom named me pain. Everybody in elementary school calls me pain-o. Everybody looks at me saying, you're going to be a pain. You caused pain and you will continue to cause pain. And Jabez said, I can't live that way. I've got to have somebody larger than me step in and help me. He recognized that God Almighty was the only one who could help him. Listen, everyone has pain. But that doesn't mean you have to be a pain. I'm just going to sit on that for a second because I think that's a word for somebody here today. I don't know who you are, but God does, and he spoke that into my spirit this week. You may have pain, but you don't have to be a pain. And sometimes I think we kind of get in this mindset and say, well, that's just the way I am. That's just what I'm dealing with, and I will always be this way, and I'm just going to cause pain because I'm in pain. If I could walk you through the last year and a half that Christy and I have lived, we face some pain, quite a bit of pain. But we determined early on not to be a pain. And I pray that we haven't been a pain. I'm sure there were moments and, and every one of us get caught up in moments, but you don't have to live there. You don't have to set up camp there. It could be a temporary setback because you got 
places to go, people to reach for Jesus. So Jabez said, something's got to change here. And even though Jabez's name meant pain, I love that God is in the name changing business. Amen? And we, we looked at a few name changes last week, and, and, and I want to talk about Sarai changed to Sarah. And, and in Genesis chapter 21, after God changed her name, Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. In Hebrews chapter 11, in the, in the hall of faith, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. <laughs> How'd you like to have that on your life? Abraham, you're good as dead. But a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there's no way to count them. Let me tell you, there will come a day when you will laugh again. Come on. There's going to come a day when things are going to shift and the change is going to happen. The harvest that God promised you will come to pass in his timing. For it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Proverbs chapter 31 she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. She laughs because she's seen the faithfulness of God in the past. She knows who, who holds tomorrow. There's an old song that says, Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. You see, I don't know what's coming, but I know who's there. I don't know how bad it's going to get yet, but I do know my God will walk with me through the fire. One of our uh, life journal readings, I think it was yesterday, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Peter says to the saints who are going through some pretty tough times, he says, so be truly glad. I don't want to be glad right now. So be truly glad. There, there's wonderful joy ahead. Even though, somebody say even though. even though. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while. I really don't like that phrase. 
much. There's wonderful joy ahead. It reminds me of what the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 12. That Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Because he saw something ahead of him that allowed him to make it through the cross. And Peter writes this to the church. He says, look, there's, there's wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. I love how he says mere gold. Because see, we got gold up here on this high level. He's like, mere gold. <laughs> your faith is way more precious than that. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead. Even though you got some stuff coming, you got to deal with some stuff. Endure that. God will be with you. I um, was cleaning out our pool filter this yesterday morning early. It's amazing what gets in that thing. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, as, I'm, as I'm washing out all the junk and everything's just falling out of it, I'm like, ooh, this is disgusting. And, and the Lord reminded me that the word of God is like a filter. And, and if you'll run everything through the word of God, all the junk will fall off. It'll get trapped. Won't be able to penetrate and get back into your life. We need the filter of the word of God. And and I think that's one reason why the enemy makes reading the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, ingesting the Word of God so difficult for us. That's why he puts up such a, like, don't do that. That's, that's ridiculous. Are you, what, you're going to spend time reading that old book? Huh? And discourages us, and, and, and we find ourselves running out of time. I don't have time today. I, I'm going to... I'm just going to pass on that today, and pretty soon it's three days, and then it's a week, and then it's a month, and it's like, eh, whatever, no big deal. Because he's know, he knows there's power in the Word. The Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the division of soul and spirit. It gets between joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. It filters things. And if you'll filter things through the Word of God, you'll begin to see things that you've never seen before. And, and sometimes we, we go on our feelings instead of our filter of the Word of God. 
The same word of God that declares by his stripes you are healed also says I left Trophimus sick and Miletus. Paul the apostle wrote that. Paul the apostle who raised a guy from the dead left his friend sick in Miletus and went on. Why didn't he just pray for him? By his stripes you're healed. You see, there's, there's a full spectrum. There's a balance in the word of God. And the same word of God is true. I, yesterday again, early in the morning, and I love, I got to tell you, I'm just going to tell you this. I love my battery-powered stuff, okay? <laughs> my lawnmower, my blower, my weed eater. Most of the time I like them. Although yesterday they all ran out of power and it takes like all day long to recharge the battery. But, but here's the deal. As I'm, as I'm blowing, using my... My neighbor has a gas power on. Like, Dude, seriously, just... It'll come up eventually. It'll move it eventually, right? But I was thinking about, you know, Isaiah, he, he, he rags on my, my uh, blower. But, and, and honestly, I, I watched an infomercial, bought the thing because they made it look amazing. And it is a little disappointing at times. I mean, if anything's wet, it won't budget. It just, just won't move it. It's like, it laughs, at, the, the leaves laugh at you. They're like, ha, ha, ha. I hate budget. With that thing, right? <laughs> and as I was, I was trying to blow some grass off yesterday, the thought occurred to me, some of us, we, we kind of bought into this whole Christian life thing because at church, we put on this greater infomercial. We tell you how powerful God is, how amazing He is, and that He can do anything and He can. That He spoke the worlds into existence and He did, and He still speaks today and He does. And yet some of us bought into that and and we kind of got disappointed because he hasn't done that for us. We're like, money back guarantee, let me have my money back, I'm out of here. And we're disappointed because God's not living up to our expectations. And I get it. But could it be that this whole salvation Christianity thing isn't about God's power, but about the fact that he wants to just have a relationship with you. He just wants to be with you.
And there are moments when he will show you his power and there are moments when he won't. There are moments when I will pick my grandson up and there are moments when I will make him walk because he needs to strengthen his legs and his ability to maneuver in life. Are you with me? The therapist comes to, to see Anchor every week, several therapists, and um, one of them said recently, y'all carry him way too much. He's dependent on you to do everything for him. If you don't allow him to learn how to walk and navigate things on his own, he will be handicapped the rest of his life. And I wonder in our lives sometimes, what's God doing? Can he see something I can't see? Is he doing something I don't even understand yet? And I'm willing to throw him out the window just because he doesn't do what I think he should do. He's not as good as the infomercial said, as far as I can see. You see, it really is the company that matters. I told you last week, Alicia Britt Jolie says, what is precious about life isn't the scenery, it's the company. Jabez prayed that your hand would be with me. He's with me. And if he's with me, that really is all that should matter. If I find him in the dark places, if I find him walking with me through the valley of the shadow of death, that's what matters. If I build a relationship to where I've got his hand in my hand and he's, he's walking with me and he's keeping me from all evil and he's, he's guiding me down the pathway of life. It's the company. It's the relationship. Know oh, that I would hang on to him. Our grandson, Anchor, he's at the point where he loves to run out into the street and he thinks it's fun. And it is fun until the car comes. And then there's panic. We have to grab him by the hand. Say, no, 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 no. No, not, no, no, come on, come on. I wonder how many times if I would just put my hand in the hand of the Lord, he would keep me out of danger and harm. And I could feel him guiding me and leading me to green pastures besides still waters as he restores my soul, as he leads me in the pathway of righteousness for his name's sake. Jabez got that. He got that. When Allie was little, constantly, all day long, she did this. 
Hold me, Daddy. Hold me. And I did until she was 10 years old. <laughs> then I got a hernia. It's true. But God's not going to get a hernia on you, okay? I'm just going to tell you that. He's able. And he wants that relationship. He wants you to find him. The scripture says if you seek him, you'll find him. If you search for him with all your heart. Hallelujah. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. We mentioned last week some blessings don't just show up automatically. You've got to ask and be persistent in order to receive. Jesus says, so I tell you, keep on asking, keep on asking, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Call on God. Realize who your source really is. Don't give up. Don't give in. Ask diligently and persistently for his blessing. Believe that he wants to bless you. And realize asking for his blessing is asking for what you can't do for yourself. When God steps in, it's stuff I can't do. The psalmist declared in Psalm 90, 17, May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You see, if God establishes the work of my hands, I'm not having to do so much. I'm doing what I can do, but then I'm asking God to do what only he can do. He can open doors. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. He can shut doors tight so I can't get in because he knows there's something there that's going to harm me. Come on, we need to praise God for closed doors as well as open ones. And sometimes we're only praising him for open doors and we're cursing the closed doors and God's like, dude, I shut the door for a reason. Rejoice. Enjoy the fact that I'm watching out for you. Psalm 5, verse 12, for it is you who blesses the righteous man, O Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. So Jabez prayed, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, not just for me, but so that I can be a greater blessing and make a greater impact for the kingdom of God. I think all of us have got to come to the point sometime in life where we realize I was born for more than this. There's a higher purpose for why I'm here. I believe God wants to bless your business. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your family. Not that you can have more, but so you can have more impact. So you, you can do greater things for the kingdom of God. You can expand the territory of the kingdom. So you can be a greater blessing. I think about the David Green family. Anybody know who David Green is? He's the founder of Hobby Lobby. Anybody ever been in Hobby Lobby? You missed half your life. <laughs> David Green came from a, a family of preachers. He was one of the only children who went into business instead of ministry. But he went into business so that he could be a blessing to the kingdom of God. 
David Green took out a $600 loan in 1970, and he started a home business in his garage assembling and selling miniature picture frames. That business flourished because of God's blessing. David Green commits half of Hobby Lobby's total pre-tax earnings to a portfolio of evangelical ministries. It is the largest individual donor to evangelical causes in America. As of this week on Forbes, uh, his net worth is $5.5 billion. Not bad. And yet, he continues to give it away. Continues, to, he, he gave, he's an Assemblies of God man. Um, we actually contacted his, his uh, partners when Boomers came open uh, several years ago in the very beginning. And uh, they were going to buy it for us. But it didn't work out the way they wanted to do it and the way the business owners wanted it to happen. And so, but, but this man has gone into business so he can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. He gave Zion Bible Institute, which is now North Point College, an entire campus. He's investing in the education of Christian ministers. He invested heavily in ORU. And he believes he is blessed to be a blessing. And Jabez believed the same thing. Expand my territory. Not just for me. So I can be a greater blessing to the kingdom of God. I think of uh, my mom and dad who prayed this prayer many times in their life. They poured into their four children who are all in the ministry today. All four of us. My brother's a missionary in Indonesia. My sister and her husband pastor my dad's church now. As my dad finally retired at 83. I'm not sticking around until I'm 83 just in case you care. <laughs> Well, I may stick around, but uh, anyway. <laughs> and my other sister is an evangelist. She travels ministering across the world with her husband. And interestingly enough, all of my mom and dad's children's children are now either in ministry or studying for ministry. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me. God wants to bless you and your family so that you can impact the world through the godly offspring you produce. Listen, your greatest contribution to the world might not be something you do, but someone you raise.
Maybe you're a foster family. I believe God wants to use you to impart something life-changing to those he entrusts to your care. To inspire world changers. Maybe you're a teacher. God places students under you. He wants to use you to impart something to them that they will become world changers as well. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand, your hand would be with me. See, God wants to enlarge us. He wants to take us to new places and new heights. Deuteronomy 11, every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. I wrote a song about that. My kids had to sing it. Every place your foot shall tread is yours. Every place your for shelter is yours. <laughs> yeah. I have given you all authority. Every place your for shelter is yours. And and uh, it, it's it's a long song, but but uh, that's the gist of it. And and uh, my my nephews heard the song, and they they started singing. But they didn't quite get the words, and they started singing, everything you push out red is yours. So it's not quite, not quite the idea here. <laughs> Listen, when you got saved, why didn't God go ahead and take you to heaven, if that's the ultimate goal? Well, the reason is so you could be his ambassador, so you could represent him, so you could represent him to the world. Take more ground for it. He wants to use you. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 19, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so we could be made right with God through Christ. God wants to take your natural and add his super to it. He wants to supernaturally use you. He wants to bless you indeed. He wants to bless your abilities, the abilities he gave you. He wants to take them to a whole nother level. Ask him. Yield to his prompting. Obey his still small voice. You'll be shocked at what God will do in through your life. You'll be amazed at where you'll go, things you'll, you'll do because of God's hand upon your life. That's why we've got to pray, Lord, that your hand would be with me. Got to have his favor. And then Jabez prays, you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Even in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Lord, I need to, you to keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain. Because see, when I get into evil, I cause pain quickly. I mess up everybody around me. Come on, you know. You've been there. You've done it. And we, we find ourselves in a mess. So our prayer needs to be, Lord, don't just keep me strong through temptation but take me on a detour around it. I don't even want to be near it. Keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain. I want to be a blessing. I don't want to be a pain. 
I don't want to cause pain because of my stupid choices. I want to represent you well and expand your kingdom, expand your legacy every place I go with everyone I come in contact with. And you got to know that the enemy of your soul is not happy about that, right? You got to know he's going to fight you at every turn. Anybody know that? Anybody experience that? You say, what's the deal, man? Why is it so hard? Why, why wasn't it so hard when I was in the world? Because you weren't a threat to the enemy. You're just going along. Any dead fish can float downstream. You're going along with everything else, just going downstream, down to the, down, 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 down. I'm going to dump it out, down, down, down. And now you're going against the stream. The enemy wants to uh, get you discouraged. John 10.10 says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And I'm tired of the enemy deceiving so many people, even in the church. His plan's always the same. Discourage you, distract you from what's most important, distance you from God and his family, divide and conquer, and ultimately destroy you. Discourage, distract, distance, divide, and destroy That's not enough D words. I could add some more. But it comes from the devil. He's working overtime. So what do we do, Pastor? Well, you start praying this same prayer that Jabez prayed. Even though I was born in pain, even though my mom named me pain, oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. That you would enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. That you would keep me from evil so that I might not cause pain. And God granted him what he requested. And God will grant you as you live honorably, what you request. Would you stand with me, please? I believe it's time that we don't just accept what's happened to us. Just like Jabez says, hey, I may have been called pain, but I don't want to be a pain. It's time to live honorably. It's time to ask God for some large, bold requests.